over uh, a week ago, uh, the United States Supreme Court, you can go ahead and yell, go, uh, issued its 5-4 ruling regarding uh, same-sex marriage, thereby legalizing the union in all 50 states. Before and especially since, there has been no end to political, religious, and sociological debate. No doubt most, if not all of you, have been involved in some of those discussions. Social media through Facebook and Twitter lit up. In fact, as I understand it, some 26 million people changed their Facebook profile to the rainbow-colored scheme to immediately voice their support of the decision. I am quite confident that last Sunday that pulpits were filled with commentary regarding this court-mandated redefinition of marriage. Some I trust compassionate, helpful, balanced, and biblical. Some I'm sure passionate, but maybe not quite as helpful, perhaps imbalanced and maybe even inflammatory. I'm equally sure that some blogs and sermons, maybe even some of your discussions have been confused, have left you confused and bewildered, wondering where this leaves the church and true followers of Jesus Christ. I intentionally chose not to address the issue last week for a couple of reasons. First, we, already, we had already planned a different missions focus for the day to celebrate the work of the gospel uh, in the Middle East. And second, frankly, to allow the dust and my own emotions to settle a bit and organize my thoughts, hopefully appropriately. So what is to be the response of committed followers of Jesus? Let me first suggest three imbalanced extremes to avoid. First, we should remember that the scripture is clear on this topic and we should not allow the court of public opinion to sway our commitment to truth. There is no need to second-guess your understanding of biblical truth, but rather to remain steadfastly and faithfully committed to allowing the Scripture to speak clearly on moral and even social issues. Second, we should not become arrogant, antagonistic, and abusive. Truth is, some have been ungracious and unkind in their vocal opposition to same-sex marriage. Yes, I'm disappointed in the decision, and, and I believe homosexuality and same-sex marriage is clearly condemned in Scripture. But that gives no place for a lack of grace and gospel concern for those caught in this sin. Third, we should not become overly discouraged in the continued downward moral trajectory of our country. Listen, Romans 1 decries this particular sin, and after listing a number of other sins, Paul says these words, And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. In other words, they'll light up the White House or they will change their profile pictures to give hearty approval to sinful choices. This should come as no surprise. 
In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 3, which we will see in a few weeks, reads, But realize this, that in the last days, difficult days will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, later, unholy, later, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. The truth is, this increasingly, these increasingly immoral and ungodly days were prophesied. Further indication that we are indeed living in the last days, which of course extend from Christ's resurrection to His second coming. So, what then do we do instead? I have just a couple of thoughts. First, instead of becoming arrogant, condemning, and abusive, would you please remember the sin from which God saved you? Develop an even greater compassion and love for those caught in any sin and never forget who you were and remain thankful. It's easy. It is easy to condemn a sin with which we don't struggle. But would you please remember the sin with, with which you do? 1 Corinthians 6 says it like this. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? That's right. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexual. Amen. Nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. The truth is, my brothers and sisters, we are simply redeemed sinners. So remain humble, loving, and faithful. Finally, instead of becoming defeatist and overly discouraged, recognize the light of the gospel shines most brightly in darkest night. Yes, again, I am disappointed by the decision. Yes, I believe that the Bible teaches that marriage is to be between one man and one woman for life. Yes, I believe that the Bible clearly condemns homosexuality. No, we will not be performing, endorsing, or affirming same-sex marriage ceremonies. But our mission is to declare the forgiveness available through the work of Christ, and the hope of changed lives through the power of the gospel. That's our mission. Let's remember, as John Piper recently wrote, Jesus died so that heterosexual and homosexual sinners might be saved. For those who have forsaken God's path of sexual fulfillment and walked into homosexual intercourse or heterosexual extramarital fornication or adultery, Jesus offers astonishing mercy. This is good news. So in short, let's remain people of the gospel of grace and declare victory over sin available through faith in Christ. Christ died for sinners, even sinners such as you and me. I want us to pray. I want us to pray for our nation, most certainly. I want us to, I want us to pray for, I want to pray for you. 
You see, the truth is, at this point, and there may come a time in the future, this uh, legislation or this ruling does not uh, impact uh, the church. Again, yet. But it does affect you. I, I know this. It affects many people in the business world, in the political arena, in the legal world. People have to make decisions. People are making decisions, and it is costing them, just like we saw today that it will. My prayer is that the church of Jesus Christ will remain faithful, steadfast, committed to the Scripture, and that we will faithfully pray for brothers and sisters, some of you, many of you, who have to face the repercussions of this decision. I'm going to ask you to stand, and let's pray together. Father, um, our um, hearts on this particular holiday weekend as we celebrate our nation, there are, there, there's an undertow, there is, a, there is a, a deep sorrow and grief that, that most of us feel, and, and that is this continued moral decline uh, in our nation where we are not only... Um, aware of homosexual sin, but we are now institutionalizing it. We are now affirming it. We are now, our nation is a sense even applauding it. Just like Paul said we would do in Romans chapter 1. My prayer is for us as a church that we would remain steadfastly, faithfully committed to the Scripture, that we will not allow um, the public opinion to, to change our understanding of biblical, clear biblical truth, that you would help us not to become abusive or condemning, that, that, that we would not become overly discouraged, that we would, in fact, remember that we are simply sinners saved by grace, and that the gospel does indeed provide the remedy for all sin, my sin, heterosexual sin and homosexual sin. And would you help us to hold forth the gospel in a very dark landscape and let it do what the gospel does. May it shine brightly and may you call people to yourself. Save sinners, I pray. And would you help us in the public arena, in the business world, in the political world, in the legal world, would you help us as we need to make decisions? Will we obey God rather than man? We have some very difficult decisions to make. I pray for brothers and sisters who are already facing persecution and opposition and fines and, and loss of job and all kinds of challenges. Right now, I, my prayer is that the church will remain the church and that we will be faithful and that we will be faithful to pray and pray for those who are suffering, even in this United States of America. Father, apart from you um, orchestrating a true spirit-filled, truth-filled revival, we will not win this nation back. This is our prayer that you would. And in the event that you don't help us in the midst of 
public ridicule and opposition to remain faithful to you. I pray these things in Christ's name.